This is episode 43, and today it's it's a little different. We're just uh, we did a review of Justice League, a spoiler review, and we're gonna use that as this week's podcast. Yes, so please enjoy, and then uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Like us and subscribe on YouTube, and then make sure to leave us a like, rate, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We really appreciate it. And we will be back next week with a normal episode. So see you then. Peace. Peace. What's, What's up, up everybody? everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Flak Jack Report. Today is a very special video. Um, we're actually a couple days late on it, but I feel like a lot of people are still talking about it, so I think we're good. It literally has fully eclipsed any Falcon and the Winter Soldier anything. Yes. it Falcon and the Winter Soldier has not gotten off to as good of a start as WandaVision did, I think because of what we're talking about today. Yes. And we are talking about the Snyder Cut, Justice League. Yes. It, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It is everything I wanted and a little bit more. Um, quick backstory on this movie. It has been a long four years since we were originally supposed to see this. Mm -hmm. uh, 2017, we got Joss, we'll call it the Joss Cut or uh, Justice League. They call it Justice League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Justice League. Um, and what a train wreck uh, that was. Dude, I, I, I know I've told you a million times and I've probably said it on our podcast. I've probably said it on one of these thwack, thwackjack reports, but literally I was nauseous watching the original version of the Justice League, and I was that much more nauseous while watching the first 15 minutes of this movie because I realized how much they changed. Yeah, and I remember when the Justice League came out in 2017, when I first saw it, I kind of, like, convinced myself that I liked it or that it was watchable, and then I think I saw it once and I've never watched it again. And I don't think anyone will go back to watch it again after seeing this. If anybody does, it will purely be based on comparisons. Yes. Uh, it will be to see how egregious and gross some of the overlapping and the deleting scenes and the just overall changes. Like, it literally feels like in the original version, the Justice League, they went back and filmed the same thing, same dialogue, just sped up. Yeah, and the, the stuff that he chose to cut out is it almost feels like it was, like, intentional. Like, he wanted to sabotage this thing. Oh, like, dude... We'll get into a couple of scenes yeah. where it's just, it's egregious. Yeah. Um, but just for a little extra backstory, um, Warner Brothers was not happy with the way Batman vs. Superman was received, and they had a knee-jerk reaction and decided to pull Zack Snyder from the remainder of the Justice League uh, post-production. Uh, yeah, well, and actually, while he was still on the set, they brought in Joss Whedon to help with some rewriting and stuff like that it was supposed to be like minimal stuff yes and once Zack snyder's daughter situation happened that's yes. what really uh derailed it which is another shining example of uh success from this movie mm -hmm. just another quick thing we'll touch on with this uh his daughter uh committed suicide towards the end of filming of this and warner brothers kind of saw it as their excuse to kind of shuffle him out the door yeah which is in my opinion extremely disgusting they um, really screwed him over yes but uh it it kind of played out, I don't want to say like her death was a positive, but this movie used that to actually really build on the anti-suicide and like suicide awareness thing. They raised over $500,000 just to kind of bring awareness to this and hopefully prevent other people from doing it in the future. Yeah, and uh, Jared Leto even came out, I think it was last week, or right when this movie was released, he printed shirts that said, we live in a society. It's that line from the last teaser. Um, he printed those, and all the proceeds are going to like anti-suicide awareness stuff. Yes, which, um, honestly, we need more of that. I've personally been affected by suicide in my life, I don't, and I know you have too. Yeah. Uh, it hits everybody in different ways, and everybody deals with stuff in different ways, and Honestly, I feel like this has to be super vindicating for Zack Snyder and his wife, Debbie Snyder, who is a huge part also of making this movie. She's a, pr a producer. Yeah, and he even did this for no money. He just really wanted to finish it and, you know, put his vision out there. Yeah, and he, uh, you, you were telling me this, I didn't notice it, uh, but in that uh, flash scene with Batman, mm -hmm. they put the poster on the wall, kind of spreading yeah. uh, suicide awareness mm -hmm. as well. Um, 
I mean, we can go on about stuff like this all day because it was truly egregious and disgusting the way that Warner Brothers did Zack Snyder through this process. But instead of being negative, I think it's time that we actually swing into a bit of the positive because I was wary going into this because I was like, I got my hopes way too high for the original version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got a tattoo of the freaking Justice League symbol, which immediately after the movie came out, I was like, that was a mistake. <laughs> but there's no other like real Now Justice it's kind of redeemed. Yeah, it's so redeemed. Yeah. But there, there was no other Justice League symbol to go off of for my like Justice League arm. So I was like, I guess I'm living with it. But now, yeah. now I'm happy. I'm content. <laughs> yeah. And before we get into anything from the movie, this is a spoiler review. Yes. Um, we should have mentioned that a little earlier, I guess, but we'll put it at the beginning too. This is a spoiler review. So yes. if you haven't watched it by chance, there's no turning back now. Yeah. Go back and watch it and then come back and watch this. But yeah, we're going to get into all the details in three, two, two one. Juan. So we're going to start with all the character intros. Each character has an introduction in this movie and they are really, they really took time to really display everybody in a it felt timely manner. Full. It yeah. didn't feel rushed. Yep. And, like, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go with the first big character introduction, I think. Was it Aquaman? It was Aquaman. Oh, it, it was a slow burn into it. Like, him literally climbing mountains to go to this little fishing village. Uh, back yeah. <laughs> and he goes into this bar, which we saw in the trailers multiple times. Like, there were full shots from the trailers of the original Justice League that you completely forgot about because they didn't actually show up. Yep. And I, I was, it was just nice to see a lot of the things that he intended to be in the movie finally in there. Yeah, and I'm glad the uh, I heard you could talk to fish line is taken out oh of there. Oh, my God. It's not, like, I'm glad. Not only that, but he, like, that line when he's going into the water was completely taken out from the original Justice League where he's like, you're crazy, Bruce Wayne. Like, it, it wasn't yeah. as loud. It felt more subdued. And yeah. now they actually explain that the people around them don't talk English and are no. poor, so they probably don't have cell phones to film. Yeah. It made sense. Because if you have this guy literally telling everybody that Bruce Wayne is Batman in front of this whole village. He even calls him Batman. He said, yeah. don't count on it, Batman. <laughs> well, no. Well, yeah, he did. He yeah. did. But that was honestly when it was more like the two of them. There was like yeah. a couple people in the distance. It mm-hmm. felt quieter. It didn't feel blatant like it was like outing him and just the way it looks too when jason momoa is in the water you can see the yeah. backdrop in the uh josh justice league it it was like blatantly oh, green yeah. screen oh yeah well <laughs> that was a reshoot i will say the cg in this movie still is not everything i would have desired no yeah there's some parts where it's a little questionable but I, especially green screen stuff like yeah, you given can the circumstances of those, yeah. like you can definitely tell that a lot of the backgrounds are fully cg yeah but in my opinion i think it looks hand over feet a million times better yeah and i think the reason for that is like the um the desaturation that Zack snyder did on, on pretty much everything here it makes it look more realistic i guess in a way yeah because in the justice league everything is like turned up to like a thousand like color wise and oh, it yeah. looks worse that way i think oh yeah well and like another example of why i think like a lot of it was like even same script but like reshot is like when he's going into the water he's like what does he say? He's like, you're crazy, Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in the water. He's like, dresses like a bat. Like, he's yeah. really quiet mm-hmm. compared to the original. Version. Yeah. And uh, the thing that happens after that, when Aquaman goes into the water, you see these women just, like, break out into this, like, song. It was kind of off-putting at first. It almost looked like a horror movie. It did. It kind of reminded I just watched Midsummer. Yeah. But it reminded me of, like, kind of that situation yeah. where it's, like, super ritualistic. She's literally, like, smelling his shirt. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> odd. It, it looked like an A24 movie. The 4-3 oh, yeah. aspect ratio, and you got these chicks singing, like, an Icelandic song or whatever Absolutely. the hell. It, it, <laughs> I don't know. It felt very artsy, but it was... I don't know. It, I think it was very well done. Yeah, and that's, that's one thing that... I was watching videos on it, and a lot of people don't like that part, but I, I do. I think you do, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I could be wrong about... Oh, I'm not worried about sequence, honestly, at this point, because this isn't, like, a one-for-one review of it. It's just our opinions and a couple breakdowns. But next, we go to The Flash. Yes, sir. I... Is The Flash the next one? I believe so. No. No? Wonder Woman, because The Flash is in part oh, three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, what was Wonder Woman's then? Wonder Woman is, it's basically the same 
um, sequence that was in the Josh Whedon cut. It's um, I think they call it anarchist or whatever. They go in there into mm. that. That was it a school? Was it a bank? I think it's a museum. A museum. Yeah, these kids are like held up a hostage by this terrorist group, and Wonder Woman is standing on like Lady Liberty or whatever the hell, and she yeah. falls down there and basically it's it's uh, it's like the sword and scale thing. Yeah, like the something of justice. I think yeah, it's called uh, Lady of Justice. Lady of Justice. Yeah. So she goes in there and messes stuff up and. You can tell there's blood added to this, oh, to the fights. It is so much more brutal. Like, yeah. there was even action points in this that felt like they were missing in the original. Yeah. He, uh, uh, one of the guys says the F word in this scene. <laughs> I think there are three F words total in yeah, the entire in total, movie. Yep. And two of them made me very happy. Yes. As long as, as much as some people uh, might detract from that statement. Yeah. Um, but this scene is longer. There's more action in it. And... I don't know. She feels more like Wonder Woman in this scene yeah. than she did in the last one. She was an extreme badass. Yeah. It also made me dislike 1984 more. Did it? I didn't even think about that. Well, like, because they decided to shuffle him out the door. Yeah. They stopped caring about any character development from between Wonder Woman mm -hmm. and Justice, or Batman or Superman. She's not the same character in 1984. She's too yeah. happy and too... Bubbly and even ends with more hope. So unless she, something she, happens in the next movie, she fits like the era that the movie takes place in, basically. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and then we go to in order. I would say maybe a little bit more Batman. Yeah, there's some Batman stuff. Him kind of flying in the plane, mm -hmm. uh, talking about going to find Barry Allen. Yes, they're kind of doing research, and you you get to see the more methodical side side of uh, Bruce Wayne. I, I see. I think that Bruce Wayne, especially Ben Affleck's version of Bruce Wayne, is fantastic, um, and it gets a much bigger uh, spotlight in this version of the movie. Yeah, and he reminds me a lot of the animated series Bruce Wayne. Oh, he's very stoic. He's very uh, large and in charge. Mm -hmm. He he's. Much more character-driven. I do feel like his Batman might be a little bit underdone at times. Um, but he, as Bruce Wayne, he is the most believable version of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and I would say, like, the Batman in this movie compared to BVS, there still is a difference in this one. Oh, yeah. Compared to that. Absolutely. He's he's a little bit more hopeful. He's more willing to act off of faith because stuff he has seen. Mm -hmm. Where I feel like that's more of a character point uh, based off of, like, his character development from BVS. Yeah. Because he wasn't, he didn't come out of killing super or helping Superman die essentially, mm -hmm. just and still be completely bleak. Yeah, that changed him for yeah. sure. And and you can see that in the character development, which really felt like it was kind of sort of missing, but actually like turned all the way up for the Justice version. Yeah. Um. So definitely happy with the way he was kind of driven forward and built uh and then we go to flash yeah this is actually my favorite part of the movie uh part three the mother and son um yeah this is where we really see flash and cyborg but flash first you open up to him um going to this like dog like daycare kind of thing and he's like giving this chick her re his resume i was super super questionable with especially the original version of the flash um, I loved Ezra Miller as an actor before this movie, but the Justice League really killed my opinion of him and his acting. Uh, it felt super whiny. This scene alone almost redeemed all of that. I still had small issues with him in this movie, but his character overall, so much better. Yeah, and he's really set up to be like kind of the um, half of the heart of the movie and the yeah. more comedic relief of the movie. Oh, yeah. It, you definitely get to see where the heart of this movie lied before everything was destroyed. Yeah, because um, him and Cyborg are kind of like... They kind of represent the audience in a way. Like They're like the audience's way to be brought into this world and stuff. Oh, yeah. They're kind of brand new to it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and we also got to see Kiersey Clemens' uh, Iris West. Yes. And, like, the immediate, like, magnetic attraction they had to each other. Like, he's going in for an interview, and instead of, like, paying attention, he's, like, more staring at her, and she's staring back at him, mm -hmm. to the point where she crashes into this truck that, like, ran a red light or something. Yeah, he ran a red light because he dropped, like, a hamburger, and he's, like, full face down trying to grab it. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. He, he hit that uh, hot dog stand. Yeah. And... I really thought it was going, like, just full love for a moment. Like, with 
he literally drops everything as soon as the crash happens. He tears out of his shoes, which was beautifully done. Yeah. Like, they just explode off of his feet. And then he goes and, like, catches her. And, like, in the middle of catching her, he grabs a hot dog out of the air. And I was like, is he going to fucking eat it? Yeah, that was kind of, like, weird at first because he's, like, looking at it, smiling all weird. And then it, st- it does come into play, but it's not at all how I thought it was going <laughs> to come into play. Um, and, like, he catches her and, like, brings her down real soft. And, like, you can see the ground tearing up because he... He's, like, sliding yeah. to, st- to stop himself. And, like, he puts her down all nice and soft and everything goes back to normal at speed. And they're just, like, staring at each other for a solid two seconds. He's like, oh, shit, yeah, I got to go back. Mm-hmm runs back in and he's with the dogs and he's feeding them the hot dog and i was like okay so like it (laughs) wasn't just like a joke (laughs) yeah and then after that um is it immediately after that where he goes to see his dad if not i think we get cyborg and then we get to go uh, okay yeah yeah yeah. um we get cyborg is he staring out the window yeah he's staring out the Mm -hmm. window and he's watching kids play football in the street and then you get a flashback to his time at Gotham City University as a quarterback. Yes. And I was looking forward to this scene because I remember seeing part of it in oh, yeah. that original trailer. Oh, yeah. Honestly, my first thought while watching it was like, dude, I would so watch a Zack Snyder like, football yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. This it, is what it would be like. And not because like I think he would do the story super well. I think he probably would. But yeah. like visually, that was stunning. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was cool. It really, like, the way it was lit and everything, it really looked like Watchmen. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of Watchmen. Um, th- that scene alone makes me look back on everything he's done and look to the future for, like, Army of the Dead and get so much more excited. Yeah. Um, I, I Like, there's not enough nice things to say from me about especially the cyborg character. Yeah. Like, yeah, so in this scene, he uh, scores like the game-winning touchdown, and his mom is there, and he's excited, and he looks down, and there's a chair with nobody in it, and he realizes his dad skipped out on the game. Yeah, and you can just kind of see him get deflated. Yeah. it. This also made me angry, uh, like just in hindsight and retrospect and everything. Looking back and see how much was taken out of his character, and also kind of made me understand his hatred for joss whedon a little yeah bit <laughs> yeah because like this compared to that is like night and day because in the last one he's really just kind of there yeah there's not a whole lot of character development yeah. given to him even after you meet him yep um where this gives you his backstory and kind of gives you reasons to drive him forward you get to see him uh shortly after he like snaps out of it after you see his mom die in a car crash and he's literally just arms and or no, he he's a torso. Well, and before that, um, even before he scores the touchdown, you you get to see like he's actually kind of like a genius because he hacked into the school's computers <laughs> and changed his friend's grades. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So you can get that both sides of him in that little sequence, and then you go to the crash. Yeah, and then after the crash, and after you see him as just like a torso, uh, he goes and talks to his dad, or his dad like walks in on him and tells him, uh, gives him the tape. Mm-hmm. And he's basically like, dude, you can do anything. You can like, you just, you need to kind of hold yourself back and be morally righteous about it. And don't use this gift to do harm. And I love the visuals of him basically inside the yeah. internet. And he's looking at the bank. He's looking at, um, he can launch nuclear missiles with just a thought. Oh, and it's insane. Yeah. And then you see him literally just like grow that chick's uh she, she, she gives her a hundred thousand dollars yeah because she's struggling she's like oh she got evicted from her apartment and everything. single mom struggling working like i don't know if it's multiple jobs but just constantly working and giving her money to homeless people at the same time yeah not and, being able to pay for things and the actress in that scene she actually tweeted a couple days ago and said can anybody let me know if i'm in this cut because she got cut from the josh whedon oh. version why wouldn't she just watch it I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I mean, really yeah. think about that. But yeah, that's what she put out. So yeah, that's another reason Josh Whedon's kind of a, yeah. a douche. Well, and I'll be honest. I listened to quite a few interviews with Zack Snyder since all this. I mm-hmm. really almost kind of wish he would have broken into like, you know, fuck them. But he is very gracious and kind and like calm, level-headed about this. Yeah, because I think it was he wasn't really worried about sticking it to anybody. He yeah. was more worried about finish it for himself and his daughter. Yeah. That was... And then even on top of that, though, he talks about how the cast and crew were like family to him. So so much to the point where like 
the crew that works on every movie with him pretty much goes from movie to movie with him. Like, yeah. he takes them along because they're, like, family. Yeah, and every... Like, a lot of fans talk a lot of crap about Zack Snyder, but the people he works with and the actors he works with, they, like, really respect him. Yeah. So, in I think industry, fans are kind of... It's like, there's a disconnect there. Yeah. In the industry, I don't think there's a single person that can say a bad word about him other than the gross stuff that came out during filming the Justice version. Yeah. Um, But after Cyborg... We kind of go to. There's some shots of Atlanta, so we can just move to Aquaman. Okay. I was gonna say because we can take all day to just do Cyborg's character because there's yeah. a million things. Yeah, so there, that's when you see there's a guy trapped on a boat that's kind of like an awkward position. There's a storm coming. Another shot that we missed from the trailers. Yeah, comes that's up an here awesome shot too oh, of him just like standing there and just. Oh, even then, like after on the pier when he like takes the bottle. Yeah, like, I, I don't remember that being in the original version. No. Um, mm. But, like, yeah, he saves the dude from the pier, and it's it, it's kind of epic because it's just, like, I don't know where he flops him on the, on the table, table in, like, the bar or whatever, and then he grabs the ball, and he's like, it's on him. <laughs> yeah, and then he's just walking along the dock, and he rips his shirt off, and it's all in slow-mo, too, and that's another thing people what? complain about, but that's just a Zack Snyder thing. I did hear a lot of complaints about the fact that it, it almost... <laughs> it almost seemed like Aquaman put a shirt on just to take it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then also, like... In this scene, in the Barry Allen scene where he's saving Iris West, the song choices for him are, like, at first, they're kind of, like, off-putting, but they're, like, they're cool in a oh, way. He he does have a very specific uh, tone of music he likes to put in yeah. these movies. Um, a lot kind of in the realm of either, like, super heavy or you have like that beautiful like orchestral thing you have for wonder woman in every scene yeah and there's like just a classic rock that he likes to infuse yeah. all like over the, the place. hallelujah by uh i can't remember his name i almost said leonard nimoy i was like yeah. I, that's not <laughs> a musician the watchman sex music yeah yeah <laughs> um and then so yeah like overall the character development is just fantastic for each of these characters you get to actually see what drives them it's not nonsensical you got rid of a lot of scenes that really upset me mm -hmm. like um that whole fear uh line from the movie where the parademons like smell fear that's what attracts them yeah to the point where like i was actually almost not looking forward to scenes like the uh gotham harbor thing oh. under striker island mm -hmm. yeah i hated that scene yeah it was bad especially when the flash falls on to Wonder Woman's boobs. It's the same scene from Age of Ultron when Hulk goes over the bar and lands on Black Widow's chest. Mm -hmm. There was no reason for it. Yeah. And it really frustrated me. Mm -hmm. And there's one scene I think we can talk about a little later that was cut out that was in the Josh Sweden cut that involves Aquaman and Wonder Woman. If you remember Oh, God. It. Where he's yeah. sitting on the freaking lasso. Yeah. But uh, let's not forget, too, in the Aquaman scene, um, after he saves that guy, he jumps back into the water and it shows him, you know, gliding through. Yeah. And then uh, Willem Dafoe shows up. Oh. Long-haired Willem Dafoe. I was so happy. Yeah. I saw a lot of people, like, especially Lighthouse fans, freaking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just because it was kind of cool to see him in another, like, nautical-based thing. And they're both in 4-3 aspect ratio. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's... I, I, I personally... I wish Willem Dafoe was in more things. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the reasons one of my favorite movies is Boondock Saints is purely because of him. And the fact that he was cut out of the uh, Joss Whedon version. Ryan Choi was cut out. Uh, character, I don't know the actor's name. Mm -hmm. uh, but essentially the Adam was cut out yep. of the original version. And he has a few good scenes and like it would have been kind of cool to get a little bit more representation. Yeah, because Zack Snyder was planning on he was gonna. I think he did pitch an Adam movie to Warner Brothers before all this happened too. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me because he yeah. seemed like he put a lot of eggs in that basket because like mm -hmm. he wasn't just thrown away. Yeah. Um, let me see what other characters were missing. There was a lot, a few scenes with Ugh Amber Heard that were gone. Yeah, the British Amber Heard. There's uh, some <laughs> Lois Lane stuff. That's another scene too when Lois Lane's getting the coffee. This is earlier on. Oh. And also, there's another weird song choice there, and she goes to visit the uh, the site of the uh, Superman statue. Well, and you find day. out that yeah, every day you yeah. find out every day she does this, and then there is a, a little plot line that you see probably a good quarter of the way through the movie where she's in the house by her or her like apartment by herself. Yeah. 
and you see a pregnancy test on the uh, table. Yeah, it's in the, her little nightstand. She yeah. opens a drawer and takes it and goes into the restroom and then it cuts in there. Yeah, and you don't ever... You get an answer at the end, but yeah. like it's not blatantly told to you. It's not hand-holding. Yeah, you kind of... You kind of you can you understand what's going on? Yeah, we'll, we'll just say it now. When Batman at the end tells Clark congratulations, yeah. like it's pretty obvious. Yeah, and you find out that most of this stuff takes part like a couple weeks, essentially after Batman vs Superman. Yeah, and I like how this one even opens up with the death scene, Superman yes. death scene. You know, and that's what he did in BBS too. That opened up with the ending of Man of Steel. Oh yeah. So it's very like connected. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like you see the uh, like his cry when he dies, like just go out to everybody. Yeah. All the way to theme of scare and shit. Yeah. To each mother box to where he yep. even sends a signal to, uh, the people on apocalypse that, mm -hmm. okay, it's time. Yeah. Um, also another big piece of character development that we haven't talked about that is extremely necessary to touch on Steppenwolf. Yeah. We'll talk about Steppenwolf and, um, dark side, but Steppenwolf is, Another thing that's like night and day. Oh, dude. <laughs> a, visually, extremely superior. It deepened his voice, too. as yes. a little, like, little detail. And his backstory, his motivation, you understand it. It makes him more sympathetic yes. in that way. Because all he really does is he just wants to get back home. But he still owes, like, Dark Side of Debt. And he still owes him, like, 50,000 worlds is what they said. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's insane because I... I I didn't catch exactly what it was, but essentially he messed up in the past. Yeah, he just, he just he betrayed him or something. Yeah, which I was, was kind of... I'm sure we would have probably found out more about it down yeah. the road if we would have gotten sequels, which is potentially, a hopefully, a door that this will open. Yeah, who knows? Um, But there, there, the character building was actually there for him, whereas before it was just, oh, he's a scary-looking dude. Bad guy comes down and wants to mess shit up. Yeah, <laughs> he was... Uh, it, it frustrated me. But there was a scene that he was actually taken out of that was originally shot and shown in the Joss Whedon version that was better this time because it didn't have him. Uh, that initial war scene where they kind of explain the initial attack on Earth 5,000 yeah. years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you got um, Amazons, you got uh, people from Atlantis coming together, yeah. just men. You um, have the old gods. Yeah, the old gods, Ares like, and Zeus. Yeah, and you saw both of them fighting together, and you got a Green Lantern again, Yep, which made me happy. Um, and the way they he did that Green Lantern in is way different, too, because in the original one, uh, Stephen Wolf just kind of stabs him, and, it and flies off the hand. ring comes off, and then this one, he cuts his hand off. Oh, and right. oh, and it was kind of cool, because obviously it's it, it's Darkseid that comes down and yeah. uh, fights everybody. Yeah. Uh, but he cuts his hand off, and then he goes to, like, grab the ring off the hand, and I believe Ares stops him. Uh, well, no, at that time, the ring kind of flies away, and then he gets shot by some bow by some arrows. And oh, then I, He was, like, that, going to grab it, he got shot, and yeah. then it flew away. Yep. Um, which was kind of like a, oh, shit, like, what would have happened if he could have grabbed that <laughs> yeah. ring? Um, it, it was really, it was bloody, it was cool. My favorite part of it was I... I, don't, I think it was Ares. I could be wrong about the character that did it, but that killed him. Uh, that was, well, that almost killed him. But the axe, yeah, that was Ares. Okay, yeah. Um, it felt, even though this scene was done before Avengers: Infinity War came out, it almost felt like a call to that because he literally <laughs> went for the head. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, he didn't go back and change it. <laughs> yeah, but like he went for the head and it like made it to where they had to back off. Yeah, and he, he really got used and abused because this is, like, a younger version of Darkseid. He's not, like, fully powered yet. Yeah, he didn't even have, like, his Omega Beams yet or nothing. Yeah. He was just very... He wasn't... He's still powerful, but he's not, like, the war god you think of when you read DC comics. Yeah. Uh, to the point where, since then, he's... They've kind of talked... He's destroyed, like, over 100,000 Earths. Or 100,000 yep. planets. And he even has his full armor and everything like that and Omega Beams. Yeah. And uh, the armor for Darkseid and for uh, Steppenwolf are both fantastic. Obviously, we didn't see any of Darkseid in the original, but Steppenwolf's armor alone is beautiful. It almost looks like it's breathing. It does. It's constantly moving. There's spikes that come up. It kind of, like... There's, like, different colors in it. Like, there's, like, purple and green mm -hmm. and stuff in it. it, it it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. I I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I will say the way that uh, Steppenwolf goes out is extremely metal. 
It really is. And before that, when he like communicates with Darkseid, he like you can see his armor kind of like just come off all the way to his chest, and it just like shows vulnerability. Yeah, it, it seems submissive. Yeah, uh, trying to show him like I will do anything. For He's you. basically simping for Darkseid. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something to yeah. come. Um, yeah, it, he's definitely like, dude, I will do anything for you at this yeah. point. Like, I know I've messed up. Just let me back in. Mm -hmm. And who? what's the name of that? The henchman of Darkseid? Desaad. Desaad, yeah. He's he, he's pretty cool, too, as a voice. And yeah, stuff. that was cool. And then getting to see Granny Goodness was also really cool. Yeah. Even though it didn't seem like crazy CG'd, it almost just seemed like a Karen walking next to Darkseid. Yeah, no words or anything. She's just kind of standing there. Yeah. But she was fairly menacing at the same yeah. time like it, it looked cool there, it was a character no one thought they would ever see they, th that whole like throne room or wherever he's at it's just like his character in general is like more intimidating than thanos i oh, think oh 100 yeah well and i mean i know people will have had this argument since the creation of thanos because yeah. thanos is essentially i don't want to use the word ripoff but he's their version of yes. that character basically yes and i will say that part where he sits on the throne like i i was listening to uh zach snyder and he said he wanted it to kind of invoke the feeling of uh conan the barbarian sitting on the throne and it does. he's just kind of like yeah he's kind of like kneeled down kind yeah. of just like thinking yeah <laughs> it, it, it's it kind of oozes like ego and power yeah and there's something like that whole that setting that throne room there's just something dark about it and you get like a different vibe off of it oh yeah it's it's amazing. Like yes. every, every visual cue, there's nothing that's wasted with Zack no. Snyder, especially visually. Mm. Um, I honestly can't wait for the black and white version to come out so I can watch it. Yeah. I, I want to see, like, obviously I know it doesn't change anything. Yeah. I just want to see visually. Cause it's explained the reason that they're even coming out with a black and white version mm -hmm. is cause that's what he saw when he watched it and when he when he would show his friends before any of the cg was yeah there. and he, he calls the black and white version he calls that the definitive version of it yes and uh they call it uh what they're calling it on hbo max is the justice is gray yeah uh so i'm definitely excited for mm -hmm. that um so i think we've pretty much touched on most of the characters except for the smaller side characters like lois lane and the one thing that we left out with lois lane about martian manhunter yes um that's like my one major gripe with it. Yes. And I know there's a scene at the end that has multiple characters and we will touch on that by itself at the end of this review. Cause yeah. we can review each character's motivations for that, but I think it's just better to review that on its own at the yeah. end. Um, but you got a scene with Martian Manhunter kind of trying to push Lois Lane to go back into the world. Yeah, because you see that she hasn't been back to work since uh, Clark died, and she's kind of just basically just staying in her apartment. And while I personally enjoyed it, I know you weren't crazy about Martian Manhunter, yeah. I thought visually they could have maybe put a little bit more into it, but I do understand that this was a, while having a lot of money thrown at it, kind of a rush job. Yeah. And ultimately, I was happy that we even got a Martian Manhunter. Mm -hmm. And the actor for it is perfect, too. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic because he's the guy who plays the he's the army guy from Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel. Man of Steel yep. Um, he has a different name than John Johns, and at the end of the movie, he really doesn't say what his name is. So he just some says, called have called me the Martian. I'm like, really? <laughs> uh, which I was kind of okay with, but I, yeah. I was just happy we got Martian. Manager. Yeah. Um. So. And there wasn't a whole bunch of real character or anything with uh, Martha Kent. No, not really. Just that scene. And then when Superman comes back, you see her hugging Clark and yeah. stuff like that. And and you also see her uh, losing the house. Yeah. So, um, and then, so what else do we have? Uh, uh, I think the next thing we can talk about is just the story overall, how it, how it moves and everything like that. Yes. Um, there are some people who will say that a four-hour movie is too much. Yeah, and that's a lot of reviews I was watching the past few days have been saying that. They complain about that and a bunch of other stuff. But I, I will say, as much as I am a diehard fan of this, I can you can arguably say that it is because it was made for me and people like me. Yeah. It wasn't made for someone who's not interested in superhero films. I would say... 
maybe not people exactly like us because there are like comic book fans that are just purists like i've been telling you and they there's stuff they complain about you got to be like open-minded to really enjoy it i i do agree with that as well um but like ultimately the overall consensus of this movie is a million times better than yeah. the original version yeah you can ask almost anybody i think i think anybody would agree on that that point alone that it is better than yes. the joss whedon one to the point where rotten tomato score right now is sitting at 74 74 75 and the audience score is like a 97 i think yeah 97 98 and yeah go and I, I i haven't done it but go look at the joss whedon score it is uh let's uh let's do it right now i want to say it's in the realm of 28 percent. 28 percent. i could be way wrong but it's definitely night and day <laughs> um the story does move much slower but it doesn't feel like it it feels okay so on the joss whedon we got a 40 percent Rotten Tomatoes and a 71% audience score. I want to meet everybody who gave that a favorable review. <laughs> I don't know why. I want to pull a Jay and Silent Bob strike back at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah. and just go kick all the yeah. It was so bad. Like, I don't see how anybody could view that through a good lens. Unless they did what I did and kind of like forced themselves into liking it at first. I walked out of the theater upset. So did I, you? I, I was initially... I was I was somewhat okay with it, but I walked out and I was like, that was not what was promised at all. Yeah, and it, that's different. Like when I saw BVS, I saw early screen screening of it mm. when it came out, and like everyone is like clapping oh. and saying, "Play it again!" And well, then like a day later, everyone's shitting on it. I love Batman vs Superman. Yeah, that's too. just me. Yep. So I was automatically going to like the Snyder version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it feels the the continuity is there. If nothing else. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's another thing that everyone can agree on. At least he had a vision and he went for it. Because not everyone who makes superhero movies, they all don't have visions at yes. the time. Because honestly, if you want to look at this, um, look at Avengers 1, Age of Ultron, and Justice League side by side. They all have the same formula. Yeah, they basically do. The, the, the core of the stories are the same. It's just what they do with those. That core is different. Yeah, it's serious serious it's throwing a joke because it's getting too uh too real yeah back to serious oh we need another joke like it's just the formula that marvel had in those first couple marvel movies i don't know if you can really even blame it on marvel anymore though it feels like a joss whedon problem yeah i can see that but and there are jokes in this but they there's not enough to where it's like overwhelming and it's not immersion breaking yeah and they're they're placed like perfectly too. yes uh obviously there will be people who are going to watch this review and they are going to hate on the fact that we are literally just fanboying for this. And I don't care. And I will say, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I did have my problems with this movie too, and we'll get into that. Yeah. But overall, like we said, story of the movie, much slower. It takes its time. It doesn't feel like it's dragging. No, yeah, four hours, it really feels like a maybe two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And, and if you have the time and you're not watching your watch or your phone to make sure what time it is, it doesn't feel like it's that going at a snail's pace. I did pause it from time to time, just hoping like I wasn't like almost done. I'm like, cool, I got like three more hours. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, like two more hours. I, I would do that too, just to be like, I really hope this isn't ending anytime yeah. soon. Because I'm used to watching a two hour movie and it yep. being done. Yeah. I could not imagine cutting this movie into two hours. Yeah. Even though I've seen a two hour cut of this movie. Yeah. Just, I, yeah, I can't even get into the, like the mind state of like the editors. At that point. Like, it was, I, I don't know. Either way, the story is much better. It's much more like digestibly paced. Yeah. There's no, there was exposition points, but they weren't like overbearing. Um, like motivations were good throughout yeah. it everything it's just kept the story moving pretty e smooth even the scenery shots aren't immersion breaking like yeah. it feels like it's necessary yeah um i'm, I'm we'll sure there say, are people who can argue yeah there's but. there's some scenes that could have been shortened down just a little bit like even the aquaman scene at the beginning that could have been shortened down maybe a couple minutes i mean um, I, I agree but i'm i'm definitely happier that we don't have to cut it down i'm, I'm happier yeah. with what we got yeah um there are the problems that i have with like more actor choice than direction 
Okay. Like, I know you are much more of a fan of Ezra Miller this time around, and I am as well. Yeah, he's I like just, my favorite character in the thing. I do feel like there are certain things he does that are still questionable. He's still a little bit whiny, and... Especially when he gets hit by that oh, that uh, that blazer at and, the end. And I think that's one thing that bothers me, is like because it's not just that scene, it's also the one when they're under the tunnel. And he's just like... Mm, yeah, mm. I'm like, yeah. I understand being in pain, but I don't see the Flash as being that whiny. Yeah, he really like sells it in a bigger way than he needs to, probably. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I get that he's hurt. And I will say, I did love the delivery on the scene towards the end with him. Even though some of the dialogue on it didn't really make sense to me, I still understood kind of why the character would say it. It just felt like he could have gone with something else. And that, that scene just in general was like there was something emotional about it too. Oh yeah, like and, and I definitely felt it because... Yeah. It literally, it feels like there's no more hope. Yeah. And and he's like, has so much like pressure on him because it's like literally up to him in that moment to like get things back to where it was so he can finish. Yeah. And I was really nervous that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And like, it's a movie. I shouldn't really care. But <laughs> I literally like held my breath. I was like, oh shit, like we're getting nightmare now. Yeah, and not just that, like, the scene where they're trying to resurrect Superman and they take him back to the ship and they put him in the water and that they're waiting for the mother box to drop in, that scene had more weight to it, too. It had more stakes, it felt like, than it did in the last movie. Oh, yeah, especially because, like, as soon as he's lower, or they're getting ready, he's getting ready to say go, Mm -hmm. Cyborg gets that vision of, like, everything in tatters and... Yeah, it's like a little glimpse of the nightmare scene, but you don't see everything. It's just like the landscape. And he says, no. Instead of going, he's like, go? Okay. Yeah, and then (laughs) as they're waiting, as the countdown's going, Aquaman's like telling him to shut it down, and Batman's like, no! (laughs) Do it. It it definitely felt like the stakes were high, and they were actually like taking a risk. Yeah. Where the other one was just like, okay. Yeah. Um, I also, I did like the fight with Superman more, even though it was mo- more or less the same. Yeah. Well, the way he's introduced, um, what does he say in this one when he not impressed is what he says. Yeah, and then he blows the impressed. axe away. Well, not even that one. I'm, I'm talking about the one where like the resurrection immediately. after. Oh yeah. Like, I'm glad they kept that in, but yes. it, yeah, it's nowhere near as cheesy as, but even then they did change quite a bit. Of they it did. Yeah. Because Batman's not the one who brings in Lois Lane. She's yeah. on her daily stroll. And there's no, uh, something's definitely bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I was really worried we were getting that scene again. That, uh, that do you bleed again? Yeah. Oh, my God. Irritated me. And then also the, uh, you won't let me live. You won't let me die. Like, mm-hmm. I was happy that was gone as yep. well. Uh, he, I really th- was worried for Batman for a moment too. Like it felt like there was stakes. Yeah. And, and with him and even with the original characters, when he first comes out and they're all looking at him, yeah. that seemed more tense too. Oh, this yeah. time around you felt like worried for all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and there's one big thing that did bother me in the Joss Whedon version that was actually answered with this towards the beginning of the movie. Uh, Alfred is working on gauntlets. Yes. And, you never get this scene in the original version, but he explains that, oh, like I've essentially tampered with this to make it um, able to kind of absorb the blasts that were coming from the Kryptonian guns. Yep. And it made so much more sense why Batman's able to sit there and take those blasts on his <laughs> yeah. freaking arms. I was like, his armor's able to just deflect alien super weapons? Yeah. Like, that makes sense, right? Yeah. I was happy we got that explanation, and it made more sense why he had a different suit at the end. Yep. It was explained, and it didn't feel like it was, oh, we're selling a new toy. Yeah, and that's another thing All the, a lot of people are complaining about is how he got the suit. Like, in the comics, he didn't get to choose that suit, but in the movie, he did. He literally walked down, you can hear the voice of Russell oh, Crowe. yeah. Yeah, you can hear the voice of... Um, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, and... I, I did yeah. like that touch, though. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. And... You know what? I understand comic book purists. There are times where I get irritated because things are changed. I'm a huge fan of Green Arrow, and I was upset with the TV show a lot of the times because they literally just stole Batman storylines. But we need to be able to allow other people to kind of take things and switch it a little bit mm. because 
if you want the original story, go read the book. And I guarantee, like, anybody, like, who's complaining, who, if they were given the chance to make a superhero movie, I guarantee they would change some stuff. Oh, yeah. If they got control. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. So. (laughs) But, ultimately, I felt like this was very well done, and it was done in the director's original vision, and Mm -hmm. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And now we got that hashtag, restore the Snyderverse. Oh. Please, 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 please. <laughs> yeah. There is a tweet that came out, and I texted you this. Ed Boon, the guy who makes Mortal Kombat yep. and the Injustice video games, literally sent a tweet out, especially because of that ending scene, the nightmare scene. He said, here's an idea for a sequel name, yeah. Injust- uh, Zack Snyder's Injustice. I was yeah. like, that feels like a double-edged sword, honestly. <laughs> because it feels like, A, he like fought back against like an injustice that was kind of done to him. And then it's also kind of a nod towards the video game yeah because there's some stuff that are like, similar to that storyline oh, yeah. especially with the evil superman yeah it would work perfectly yep that's what i would go for personally yeah. like that's my dream scenario is another two movies or honestly i know i talked to you about this earlier as well it would work as a tv show yeah and i'm perfectly fine with this being its own universe now now that i've seen this I don't have to argue with you anymore about whether or not Robert Pattinson needs to be in a Justice League movie. Would I still enjoy it? Sure. But this is what I want now. Yeah. With these characters and these actors. Yes. Yeah. And I just, I really wish they would put one vision in charge. Like, I'm tired of jumping around. Yeah, and just stop being, like, so reactionary to everything like like DC does. That's why this happened in the first place. Yes. Um, What else do we got? Because essentially the story is cut down to... It, it, it's still the same story, but you have more character development. You have, like, the points are actually hit and make sense now. Yeah, and certain characters are put more to the forefront. Like, Cyborg is really, like, the heart of the movie. Yes. Well, like, and he's, like, the center of it, basically. Yeah. And when his dad dies, like, I felt like it was super unnecessary for a moment. I was like, why in the hell would this dude blast the freaking thing if he knows it can't be destroyed? Yeah. And then it's immediately thereafter <laughs> explained. explained. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not mad at the dude sacrificing himself yep. now. Like, I- even though I wish he was still alive, like, cool. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, he knew that no matter what, Steppenwolf was going to steal the cube. And so he superheated it to where they could find it somewhere. Yep. That's all I need. Just, I don't need to have my hand held. Just don't do shit that doesn't make sense. Yep. Um, this felt logical. It felt concise. It felt to the point. It was much better crafted than what we originally saw. And ultimately the story is them trying to stop Steppenwolf and ultimately Darkseid from destroying the planet and finding the anti-life equation. Yep. And that's, that was supposed to be like, what's, what was coming next? Yeah. Finding the anti-life equation. There was no mention of the anti-life equation in the original. Nope. There was no visual or really kind of big mention of dark side there was nods but mm-hmm. overall i think this was just done hands over feet better it, yeah and even even though stefan wolf is like the, the main villain of this movie dark side has like a like a uh, a hold over the whole thing you can feel it yeah it was kind of if you want to compare it it was ronan the accuser to thanos kind of yeah, I can see that. Except that Ronan the Accuser betrayed Thanos. Yeah. But it's more of like a subservient cuck version of, yeah. <laughs> of Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. But m- even then, I enjoyed Steppenwolf much more than that character. Mm-hmm. So Steppenwolf, very well acted, very well CG'd into this. He didn't have the stupid human face. Nope. And his death was a lot more brutal than I expected. Even Superman's fight with him when he like lasers his horn off. Yeah. He's like completely beating the shit out of this guy. I was like, he's going to kill him. Yeah. It was, it was insane. Yeah. And then that the way he dies with the portal being open, you Mm -hmm. see dark side, you see Dasad and you see granny goodness. Mm, They're just kind of staring. Yes. And they launch Steppenwolf with the pitchfork. Mm Mm-hmm towards uh dark side and the portal and wonder woman cuts his head off and i thought oh like they're gonna be like oh like that sucks dark side doesn't give a shit yeah he just steps (laughs) on his head and crushes it he he breaks the other horn off and i was like what the fuck 
Yeah, it really shows you how you felt about him. Yeah. Mm. It's it's insane. Like you felt the character choices and like the reason why these people are doing stuff. Like you felt the hatred in each person. Yeah. And ultimately, I guess the point I'm trying to get across is I just feel like it's better done. Yeah, it is. Um, what else do we got? Uh, that was pretty much it. We can just go over uh, scores, basically. Oh, first, let's touch on. Let's touch on first the flash scene when Cyborg is kind of uh, down to the last seconds right before the mother boxes merge. Yeah. Um, really did feel like the whole movie was kind of hanging. On that. that well, yeah. Like when like, Barry's like running around and yeah. starting to lose his and he got stamina. he gets shot and i i really didn't think that was going to happen first mm-hmm. off and i thought that stuff was just going to start falling up yeah i thought that we were about to get the nightmare world i did i was waiting for the nightmare scene to be in the actual movie too yeah. and it never happened and it, i i was kind of thrown off and it's crazy because when everything's done you still have 30 minutes left yeah I even paused it. I was like, "How much time do we have?" Yeah, I was like, Holy shit. "Yeah," because the end of the re- the end of the movie itself is when they're all standing abo- uh, above that thing and just looking out. Super comic book splash page. Yeah, like, you got a lot of those. Yeah, especially during that last fight scene because like you see them all coming into the area. Yeah, when Batman's in the bat, yeah. Batmobile and it just goes slow motion. Slow motion. All... It's like a perfect splash page. That was kind of like their version of the. Uh... Avengers like assemble scene in the yeah. first Avengers when they're it circles around them. But it's so much better done in yeah, my opinion. That's what um, I think. But, so, Cyborg is getting ready to, like, essentially pull the mother boxes apart. Yeah. Because he has to get inside of them to do that and risk, risk himself, basically. Yeah. But he needs an extra, like, jolt of energy, mm-hmm. the same way they did with the mother box. And uh, Flash gets shot, and he's trying to heal, and he can't do it fast enough. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the mother boxes emer- merge together, and everything just starts They explode, basically, yeah. He says it's too late. Yep. And, and Batman says, oh, oh no. And yeah. I'm like, oh shit, this is a nightmare scene. I blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> yeah. there is, I was like, A, how would they survive that? Yeah. And B, like, I, I, I just felt like almost hopeless. And then like, I was like, dude, like they actually failed. Yeah. And then you see like the rest of him heal and him like kind of talk himself up. Like he's like, I got to break my rule. Like, yeah. And he kind of like puts his hand out and everything's like going past him, but he's starting to go backwards. Oh yeah. Also side note, I hate the way he runs. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It does look a little goofy sometimes when he's like flinging his arms yeah. all weird, but I don't mind it. Yeah. But so ultimately I was happy with that. It actually made me feel something and it felt yeah. like there were stakes. Yeah. Now we talk about the scene. Yeah. This is really the, the epilogue of the movie and it, it, it shows part of the end credit scene from the last one and it brings it into this. So it starts out with, you see Arkham and you see these prisoners getting released from their cells and the, um, Lex Luthor's cell, there's still something that looks like him. He's yeah. still standing there. And the guard goes over there, turns him around, it's just some random guy. Yeah. Uh, and Lex Luthor escaped, basically. I feel like that part of the scene, unchanged. Yeah, yeah, that one was unchanged. And then you go to the yacht. And while the yacht is mostly the same, there's part of the scene that's changed. What part? Uh, the dialogue. Because in the original Justice League, he says, I think we need a league of our own. Yeah, the, and there's yeah. no mention to Deathstroke of, I know Batman's name. Yeah, yeah, they really this scene was changed, or this is probably how it originally was. Yeah, um, to really set up the Batman solo movie with Deathstroke in it. Yes, and sad as it is that we're never going, you know, I'm not gonna say never anymore because <laughs> yeah, I really this feel was like able to happen. This happened with three years after the fact. So I do feel like Ben Affleck may get another chance to do an actual and maybe Batman movie. he's the other Batman that they're talking about have to run concurrently with Robert Pattinson I'd be happy yeah I would be extremely happy yeah and he's like I said, he's in a better place in his life anyway personally he's oh, yeah. healthy he's not drinking he looks healthy at the end of this oh, movie yeah. like, um, you can tell like he's it's completely different to the way of the reshoots in Justice League yeah he probably might have to like get a little more ripped again but overall he's in a better place so I think he'd be up for it he's passed his like alcoholism and stuff like that yeah it seems he's he's at a better place in life yeah um but then we go to the the nightmare nightmare scene finally yeah and 
we start just seeing Batman at the car, kind of like looking around. Well, there's like these different. I don't. They're not parademons. They look different. They look like giant bugs, basically. Well, parademons are essentially. They come and they transform people on each planet into yeah into the yeah. So the parademons can look different. Okay. Um, they can kind of take the form of whatever it is on the planet that they're taking over. So it could be alien versions of parademons. Okay. Stuff yeah, so like there's, that. Parade- there's a parademon you see on top of a car, and then once it flies away, Batman comes up and he's looking around. Yeah. And they're all talking about this plan they're going to get ready to execute. And by yeah. all, I mean Batman, Mara, ugh. Cyborg, <laughs> uh, the Flash, Flash, and someone I didn't expect, and I don't know why, Deathstroke. Because you saw pictures of him? Oh, yeah, but I was like... I really did not feel like they could do all that. Like, it just felt like something a studio wouldn't do. Yeah. Because it's something a studio wouldn't do. Yeah, and the uh, main guy that everyone was looking forward to, the Joker, Jared Leto's Joker. And his introduction blew my mind more than anything because I almost forgot about him. Like, legit. Like, I was so excited about the fact that Deathstroke and Mera and Flash and Cyborg are all working together with Batman to fight against Superman and then all of a sudden, it, like, pans over to him, like, taunting Batman. And I, w- I didn't forget about him at all. I was I was looking forward to that the whole time. I was just waiting for him to pop up in the movie. I just feel like this movie did such a good job immersing me in it mm-hmm. that, like, I literally, like, my mind went blank. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he starts talking, there's one line that he had that I felt was questionable. Yeah, yeah I know what line you're talking about. Do you? Yeah, the reach around. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but then who will get you the reach around? And I was like, he really just fucking said that. Yeah, they're basically taunting each other. Joker's taunting him about Robin. You send the boy wonder to do a man's job. Yeah. That's what he's, he's like, uh, he's like, tread, uh, did he say tread carefully or uh, choose what you say carefully next time? And he's like, he said, well, I, yeah, make sure the next thing you. Something like that, yeah. yeah and if, essentially what he Be says... Be careful later, what you say next. Yeah, he, and then he keeps saying, he's like, you're not being very careful. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you get just character things that, like, tease what's in the future. Like, Mara talks about wanting to kill Superman for what uh, he, did. he did to Arthur, mm-hmm. which is Aquaman. Yep. Um, And then you get a line from Batman confirming that Harley Quinn is dead. Yeah, and Tom Joker back. Yes, where uh, he's like... I made a promise to Harley that when I kill you, and I will fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I stopped paying attention to anything else he said because I was like, Batman said fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it, it felt, I know people will argue that it wasn't necessary, but I enjoyed it. Well, yeah, that's another thing. I'm like, dude, just like, just watch it. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I could not be happier. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could be happier if we get more, but right now I'm content. I don't, I'm not wanting anything other than sequels. Yeah, and you can you see where the because uh, in BVS in the Nightmare scene, you look at Batman's gun and he has a Joker card taped to the stock, yeah. and that's how he got it. He made a truce with Joker as they're going through this, trying to fix everything. Yes. Um. Still not the biggest fan of Jared Leto's portrayal, but hands over feet, still better than the Suicide Squad. Yeah, he, he still was cartoony but it wasn't like too over the top like it was in suicide yeah. squad i, I just kind of wish he would get rid of that like growly like pimp kind of thing that he does like, where he just feels very like it, it's like cartoonish but it's growly where he's like oh like does that make sense yeah he didn't do it too much there and yeah. his laugh is kind of like a little weird yeah it's kind of like a squeal i just wish that it wasn't attached to the Suicide Squad, so he didn't feel like he had to continue with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and to me, I don't think he did. Like it, it, like I say, it, it feels different. Though. Like, the way he talks and stuff, I feel it's different. It almost seemed like his teeth were knocked out. They were, like, black. Yeah. They were, like, black teeth. There was no fucking silver teeth or anything like that either. Um, And then after this, he Bruce Wayne wakes up, and he walks out, and he has this conversation with uh, Martian Manhunt. Yeah. And but, I, yeah, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I was okay with it. But, yeah, this is where, like, he definitely looked healthier. Yeah. and But, like you said, the Batman cowl looked empty. There was a lot of space <laughs> in the mouth hole yeah. there. Um, but, ultimately, I think now we just break it down to scores. Yep. I'm sitting with this at an 8.5. And a lot of people would be like, you literally sat here and, like, filleted this movie. 
for what I feel like we're at like forty minutes, um, and you're only giving it an eight point five because okay. it's not the perfect movie. It's just perfect for what situation it was in. Yeah, I feel like it was very well done, and I personally enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. What would you sit at score wise? I'd give it a. I'm, I'm not like set on one number. I'd give it like an eight or nine. The, the main nitpick I have is the Martian Manhunter, and just small nitpicks like certain scenes could have been cut down a little bit to save on time. Um, but yeah, the characters are more fleshed out. Cyborg and Flash have bigger roles, and probably the two most important roles I'd say out of the whole thing. And yeah, I uh, I hundred percent agree, and I. I don't think I could ask for anything more right now, so yeah, we'll just kind of stick with that. Um, I don't think we really have room to complain because we actually got it. So. Yeah, we, we complained for four years, <laughs> yeah. and the fact that a studio actually went—I can't say a studio went out of its way, but essentially, people use the hashtag Snyder Cut for long enough and loudly enough that we actually ended up getting this. Yeah, to where you- it's not seventy years later; mm-hmm. it's. Now, we're not getting a recut of Godfather 3 that everyone is mad that they didn't get 40 years ago. Yeah, and you can really see like how much power the fans actually have. Yeah. This is something that Zack Snyder and everybody who viewed this kind of owes to the fans. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for that movement, this would have never happened. So. Yeah. Uh, definitely can't complain. Definitely happy with what we got. And I think that's all we can really say. Yes, sir. So if you wouldn't mind, please leave a like and subscribe and uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and f- uh, listen to our Super Thwack podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And we will see you guys next time. I'm Anthony Stevens. Damian Leba. Peace. Peace.